Good morning, and welcome to another episode of F That I'm Doing a Podcast. I'm Curtis Harris. And uh, it's Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow is a big day. It'll be the 10th anniversary of my wife and I getting married. And that wedding itself went by so fast. Uh, there's a, it's, it was a, it's, it was a, it was an amazing moment for me because if someone had told me 10 years prior that I'd be getting married and later on having two beautiful children, beautiful wife, intelligent and amazing children, I wouldn't believe you. I'd probably say, get the fuck out of here. That's not meant for me. Uh, but here we are. And we've made it through this part of the pandemic when so many marriages and relationships have not. And believe me when I say it has not been easy by any means. Marriage is hard, y'all. Uh, but we got through it because we have faced bigger challenges than a pandemic. And my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm just going to say it right now. I love my wife and I love the life that I have with her. And everyone should have that partner in their life that has their back that believes in them and while I get on mushy about it all because no one wants to hear that much they want to get to the, the politics of the movies but uh it's a pretty amazing feeling I say that now and eight hours from now it's probably gonna be eating my ass over a thing that uh I may have said or did but that's marriage the good and the bad of it. It, it is what it is. Uh, my daughter graduates tomorrow from her, I guess, preschool, if you will. She's going into kindergarten in the gifted and talented part of first grade. And she's worked so hard. I love the independent, strong little lady that she's become and she's only six I remember when I was six I wasn't in anywhere near her level I was just enjoying playing with Star Wars uh, making sure that I made it home in time for Battle of the Planets and I and my reading was decent but I I don't think I was at level that she's at, especially with math. She's, she's, she's amazing. And sometimes I have to sit back and go, me and my wife made that. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it hasn't been a great year and a half for me when it comes to trying to educate my children. I can honestly say that 
a lot of it has been my wife. Not because I don't want to. It's just, there's moments of anxiety for me. When it first started out, man, I was, my anxiety was on so many levels, trying to just set up an online Zoom and making sure I did just, did it just right. I didn't want to disappoint my daughter. I didn't want to disappoint my wife. My wife has worked so fucking hard. She, I mean, I get the part where I have to make sure that she makes an online Zoom, but I have to do more. And I'll be honest when I say I feel I haven't done more when it comes to that. Uh, I'm just going to keep it real. Uh, It's not because I don't want to. It's not because I'm not into it. There's been moments when she's had stuff that needs to be done and I'm not sure how to interpret it a certain way and then my wife comes home and then suddenly it's not done and then suddenly that sets her back that sets my daughter back and I hate disappointing my daughter like that and I know a lot of dads go through this where I'm not I I refuse to be and I do not want to be that dad that doesn't stand by her daughter or son when it comes to online school I, I don't want to be that guy that, well, that's woman's work, that kind of guy. But that's the picture that gets painted a lot. And I, and it's, it's been a challenge because I'm also dealing with not wanting to disappoint my daughter, my wife. I'm dealing with whatever depression I'm dealing with, whatever anxieties I've got to deal with. My anxiety is reaching a high where I, I, sometimes mentally lock up when it comes to that but here we are at the end of it and uh, I can also say I'm glad that we're done with online school stuff and then maybe we can get to some normalcy where I can uh, make up for disappointing her in my eyes anyway when the fall comes around she goes back to an inside school Being, being a dad is tough being a parent in general is tough. Being a mom is fucking tough too because mom has to do the heavy lifting more than ever when it comes to our education system. It might be different where you're from but or where you're at right now, but my wife has to do the heavy lifting it feels a lot. And I hate that she has to go through that. But it's tough and every day was a struggle just making sure that my daughter got got her job done. And that'll be something that I won't forget. And I hope that one day she'll forgive me for what I was going through during that time. Uh, how I met my wife um, was, was kind of lightning in a bottle basically for me um, I was on the road one of the stores that one of the stores that are my final my final actually moment not my final my final year on the road we went off to uh, Houston the Houston area where we had to do a Houston Walmart and uh, it was in one of the most highly crime areas in Houston Myra Park uh, the store was not, nothing like anything I've ever seen. And I didn't want to go long on this, but the store 
If you're ever going into a store where the shopping carts are full because they don't have anyone or no one refuse or people refuse to go and put the stuff back on the shelves. This area had so many fucking carts. I swear, it seemed like every department had eight or nine carts a day. Or the moment you walk in the store in the early morning, the carts were right there. It was insane. And it wasn't a big store, thank for God, but it was one of those stores where you walked in and everything was like a hot mess. Uh, everyone seemed to be either on edge or just just going about their business. I didn't like that store at all. I'm just going to be honest about it. I didn't like that fucking store at all. The only thing that came out of that store that I loved was my girlfriend, now future wife. And my wife. I mean, my wife now. And that was the best part of how that happened. I'm sitting there with our team and telling them what we got to do. And it's like 10 o'clock at night because I work nights in that store. And we're outside. And then all of a sudden you hear a brap sound of someone shooting gun a gun in the air and I'm like god damn this place is ghetto as fuck and then I look over and there's this girl that's just smiling looking at me that was my wife uh, we had a cute name for ourselves team tape measure because I had to measure up the counters and make sure they're right and I designated her and another person as the ones to you know help make sure the counters were set up right before we started building it and putting shelves on it other boring stuff that I'm not going to bore you with right now but that's how it was and yes we, we were we kept it very professional I will say that completely we weren't playing grab ass around the, the aisles in the store we, were, we, we knew how to keep it professional but that didn't help because pretty much the entire team knew or had some idea because I wasn't that type of guy in the other stores with my other team members. So when my wife came along, they were like, oh, oh, we see you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing everything different. And it, it was some fun times. It was some fun times. I'll keep a lot of that off of this, basically. Uh, but yeah, that's how I met my wife, and I don't regret anything. It's, it's been a pretty amazing time. I saw a film when I was uh, off on my four day, and uh, it's called The Mitchells versus the Machines. It is by far it's on Netflix right now, and it is hilarious. It's funny as hell. Um, there's a lot of parts of it that I could relate to. The story is basically about a dad and a daughter who's going off to college, and you got the dad wanting to rekindle their relationship from when she was a little girl, and she's wanting to get out the house, and her and dad aren't, aren't meeting the same way, aren't seeing the same things anymore like that, and there was a lot of good heart. It's very heartwarming. It's very funny. 
there's so many the humor on it was on a level that I could appreciate the animation was pretty different they mixed a bit of live action and cartoon together and it worked it has kind of like an adult swim kind of feel to it uh, in the special effects and the little the little moments when something would happen and hearts would fly out or the way they use a filter on something and compare it to that basically in this film the family uh, we're gonna take the daughter off to college uh, the, the old-fashioned way and big road trip because they've done that before and what in what comes out of that is well during it there's a cyber invasion because of a computer tech guy like a like a uh, Facebook type a guy who managed to create a app that makes your phone obsolete and creates a bunch of robots that basically turn out to invade the entire world and there's a lot of funny moments in this involving how they got everyone to jump in these compartments they their basic plan was to take all the people put them in the compartments and these little compartments you could see through like these box compartments and then ship them off into space like no real plan just get you the fuck out of off the planet it's our time now olivia coleman is the uh, main character main villain in it a lot of great voices are in this she stands out because olivia coleman's awesome uh if you ever seen the favorite she's she's absolutely fantastic in it uh but the Mitchells versus the Machine, it's on Netflix, and it is not to be disappointed. It's so good. And there are parts that will make you cry in some ways. It made, it made me tear up. There's a moment in it that made me really tear up because it's so sweet. And it's a beautiful moment. And it's so funny at the same time. Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho trailer debuted yesterday. And has blown everybody's minds. I'm, I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright because of his Shaun of the Dead and the End of the World films and Hot Fuzz. I'm a big fan of him because of those films. Um, I, I like Baby Driver, but I didn't like Baby Driver. There's certain things. I, I'm not a big fan of a movie that you say, oh, it's the best thing you've ever seen. And to me, while it has some great moments of driving, the driving is phenomenal. Uh, it felt to me a little bit like same old, same old. Uh, but that's that's my thing on it. I I didn't hate Baby Driver, but I wasn't, you know, it's not a movie that I've seen again. Put it like that. Um, but the Last Night in Soho mixes time travel, some horror, and uh, from the teaser, Anna Taylor Joy is the lead in it. And from the teaser, I'm excited to see what they where they're going to go with it. It looks very fascinating, and. It's awesome. Another teaser I saw was of Escape Room 2. You're probably going, what's Escape Room? Escape Room came out, I want to say, in 2019, at the beginning of January, when nobody watches. When movies aren't the same. Yeah. And uh, when they come out in January, they're usually trash. But Escape Room was a rare find. It's, it's kind of like a safe version of Saw, where you get a handful of people who sign up for this who get invited to this thing and they end up having to get out of this escape room. Uh, they have escape rooms throughout the country now where 
not the, they're not life and death, but a lot of people go into them to figure out how to get out. And this had the same premise without being a Saw film where it's basically torturing the, the people, the people in it, the people, the people. But anyway, the people in it. And Escape Room 2 looks like it's going to be more of the same, a continuation of the first one with the lead character that was in the first one. She's back and they've amped up the escape. They've added more dimension to it. It they've add, it added more action to it. It looks very intriguing. So I'm all for hoping this movie gets pushed really hard because it's a good film. We're slowly coming out of uh, lockdown, coming out of this pandemic. The pandemic is not over by any means. Please don't think that just because the CDC is telling you, hey, we got to take off masks and we can do whatever the fuck we want. No. No. Um, try not to be an asshole about this when you see people wearing a mask. When they walk into a Whataburger or when they walk into the store, don't be that person who's going to be not wearing a mask, looking at this person wearing a mask and shaking their head in shame or disgust like they pissed on the floor. That's asshole nature. And you don't want to be an asshole. Just be a human with some empathy. I know empathy is rare for some of you who don't believe in empathy, but empathy is a blessing to have. Give a fuck about something other than yourself. Give a fuck about the lives of other people. I see the mask. I love wearing the mask. I've gotten used to it. So until I feel comfortable or until until more people are vaccinated and taking care of themselves and not being a selfish idiot fucking asshole, then I'll be able to take off the mask. I'll be able to take off the mask at a Walmart. I'll be able to take off the mask in a mall. But we're not anywhere near that kind of normalcy yet. I said five years tops before we get some kind of normalcy and I feel that we may have a good two before we can have some normalcy um wearing the mask feels like a weighted blanket to me it's comfort my anxiety is lifted when I'm wearing one when some gomer is rattling off and talking and cut and coughing and everything my anxiety is at, at a nice low where I'm able to get my job done, function, do my job, not worry about possibly getting something that could give me the flu or put me out because I got to make money. And the last thing I want to do is risk that by taking my fucking mask off and being all up in front of Gomer's face who refuses to wear a mask or get vaccinated. Like we're done with this, like it's mission accomplished. The thing that pisses me off about it, and I've said this in other episodes, this basically validated every fucking asshole, every Marjorie Taylor Greene, because let's not call it Karen anymore, let's call it Margie. Every Margie who's upset, who was mad because she couldn't get her hair cut during this pandemic, it validates them. And I try to see, I believe in science, so I believe in the CDC, but I don't believe in the rest of the world or the rest of this country or my state.
my state right now is banning critical race theory because you've got a lot of white people, let's just keep it real about it, who don't want the history of America to really be revealed. They want to keep it nice and I'm proud to be an American. They want to keep it like that. They don't want the real history of what we did to win wars. All the massacres that took place that were on the same level, if not worse, than the Tulsa massacre, which will be the the 100 year anniversary of the Tulsa massacre soon. And you've got a lot of people who don't want to see that history revealed. I truly feel that every child in the country needs to know how ugly this country can be. I'm not saying bombard your kid at the age of six with how fucked up this country is. Give them a chance to be a kid. But keep it real. Don't try to make it like slavery was a a volunteered camp. And don't get me started on the origins of slavery and how we have continued to make it seem like it was a choice or that it doesn't exist. But I believe in critical race theory. I believe that that needs to happen. Speaking of unseasoned chicken, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, a video popped up Marjorie Taylor Greene Complaining like she usually does about the statues coming down during 2020. One of the great things was all the racist statues and problematic statues being torn down. All the names of slave owners having their name taken off of schools. Marjorie Taylor Greene, her whole defense was plea to this group of people that was, you know, a part of in her town or whatever, was please. If, if there was a statue of Hitler or Satan, she didn't want to have it torn down because she wanted those kids to know about Satan and Hitler. Okay. I don't fucking agree with this idiot at all. If she wants them to learn... This is what's so funny. She's against critical race theory. She's okay with learning about Hitler and Satan and probably give it a spin that, hey, Hitler was a good guy. But she's against critical race theory. Oh, it's okay. You can bring up some shit that would strengthen white supremacy. But, oh no, we don't want to know about the Tulsa massacre. We don't want to know about what really happened to slaves during that era, that time. Or how minorities have been treated for over 400 years like they're shit. No, let's not hear about that. Let me cap on Hitler and Satan and then compare what I'm going through with the mask or what she's going through with the mask to having a Jewish star on your body. She's trash. I'm not even going to hold back on this. She, Marjorie Taylor Greene is trash. Plain and simple. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think that if you're in a leadership uh, ability or st- leadership status, you shouldn't be someone that brings down the entire country with your rhetoric that's racist and 
anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic, or, oh, you know what I mean, but, she's, she's trash, bottom line, she's, she's trash, anti-Semitic, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, but, no, I can't, and I know, there's the saying of, when they go low, you go high, well, my ass isn't going to go high for someone who's a piece of shit, they're going to get what they're deserved. And that's a lot of pettiness from me. Sorry. That's my one human weakness. But that was fun. Kind of wanted to end it on a better note than going in on Marjorie Taylor Greene. But uh, just take care of yourself. This is We're at the end of uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And honestly, Mental Health Awareness is not just a month. It should be an all-time thing. We've gone through a lot, and we continue going through a lot. Some people having great days. Some people having horrible days. And no matter how you're feeling, if you're feeling bad, it's not going to change overnight. But just know that it won't be something that's going to be around for a year. It will eventually get better. I, I have to believe this. So, stay strong. Stay strong. Uh, we're going to get through this. It doesn't seem like that sometimes, but we're going to get through this. It seems like it's more darkness than light, but you got to hold on to that positive vibe that we can get through this. You've made it this far. We're at a point where vaccinations are going on throughout the country. And the world might be ugly in a lot of ways. Our country might be ugly in a lot of ways too. But that doesn't mean you can't celebrate life. So hold on. Hold on and stay strong, y'all. And then one positive note. Uh, I got a little dad joke. So, I feel real bad for the month of May. We're toward the end, and it looks like its days are numbered. That's it for this episode of Effort. I'm doing a podcast. This is Curtis Harris, episode two, and we will talk again shortly.